Hey guys, on this week's episode of Red Flags and Red Cards, we've got NASCAR at the Daytona Road Course, Formula One at Barcelona, and Indy 500 qualifying with Marco Andretti getting the pole. Pretty exciting stuff, and we'll touch on some soccer in the Champions League and the NHL playoffs. So let's get to it. But yeah, I'm good to roll. Cool. Let me send this text message and we can. Oh my gosh. We're watching this <laughs> dog, and he's such a. He's so clean. Uh huh. And whines when you're not like with him at all times so if you hear a dog in the background it's him this is red flags and red cards a podcast about racing soccer and everything in between Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Red Flags and Red Cards on this glorious, right now it's Tuesday morning. Uh, Josh and I never record on in the morning, so Josh, this is this is kind of fun. This might be a good way to start the day, I think. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, I'm mixing it up a little bit, um, so you know, we uh, our voices may sound a little bit more... <laughs> It's not like it's that early in the morning, but <laughs> well, well, for you, it's early. For me, for me, yeah. I mean, nine o'clock still. It's it's early for for Nashville. I'll say that. And I'm right. usually not drinking coffee when we record this, so I'm drinking my second cup of coffee and yeah, um, and nice. eating, eating some yogurt because you know, excellent. What else do you do when you're 32 years old and you're eating breakfast? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We've got yeah. a um, pretty good show. It's a little random. Uh, lots of NASCAR to talk about, and a little bit of Formula One, a little bit of IndyCar, and we'll touch on some soccer and some hockey, and we'll just see where this goes. Absolutely. So let's hop in to uh, Daytona Road Course. All four major series went there, starting with ARCA and um, on Friday night, and then Xfinity on Saturday. And trucks on Sunday morning, which was kind of refreshing. That was kind of cool to see. Like it was kind of like a an opener for mm-hmm. for the day. And then cups on uh, Sunday afternoon. What do you think of of the Daytona Road Course with all these all these guys and no practice or qualifying? Yeah, I was very impressed on the whole. Um, it I think it showed that there's a lot of talented drivers that can adapt pretty well to uh attract that a large majority of them i think it was something like only like maybe 10 or so between all the series had actual experience wow. on the track um maybe a few more than that because there's a couple of uh road course ringers that ran in the xfinity race but on the whole it was a uh, pretty much a lot of guys seen the track for the first time and i thought they all did fairly well what'd you think I thought they all did real well. I know Arca had uh, an hour practice, which was I think that was a good idea because they're if, mm-hmm. if they're the least experienced and the youngest. So I was glad they they were able to get some laps around there. Um, that race turned out um, way different than I expected, and I was expecting way more cautions, especially with Arca, and they were in the rain a little bit using the wet tires, which I am all for. I hope we see more of. More of that with more rain at road courses, uh, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like you said, the it showed the level of experience of these of these guys and how they adapted so quickly. Especially going into turn one on the first lap, you didn't know what you were going to get. I really thought we were going to get a lot of locked brakes and 
guys just sliding around the place. But um, Daytona's turn one for the road course is different than Charlotte's Roval, where Charlotte's Roval actually has a wall uh, at the, the, if you will, the exit of turn one. And uh, so you wouldn't have seen that kind of carnage. Uh, Daytona had that something similar happen where guys lock up and and wreck. But uh, yeah, overall, incredibly clean race, especially the cup race. Uh, mm-hmm. Xfinity, you saw a lot of determination and a, a few tempers flaring. But other than that, um, yeah. Yeah, I think Xfinity also had, you had the one restart where you had a couple of um, not as good cars out on older tires a few times that kind of led the field off a bit of a cliff. Um, but even still, you know, there's that runoff space that allowed um, them to be seven wide <laughs> coming out <laughs> of that first turn um, and to, to kind of get it consolidated down to two or two wide by the time they were going through those S's um, on there. But yeah, on the whole, I found all the racing to be really enjoyable. Um, it was just, there was a lot of passing opportunities all throughout all the series. Um, and you got to see a lot of guys come from the back to the front. Um, I think about like in the truck race, you had Parker Klingerman who, uh, restarted. He, he got spun out right before the, uh, um, the last caution in the truck race Mm -hmm. and pitted for tires, restarted 20th with a green, white checkered and finished eighth. Um, and so there was plenty of opportunity for good guys, to good drivers to get through the field. Um, you saw a lot of that, um, in all of the races, I think AJ Allmendinger had to, to go to the back. Actually, AJ Allmendinger was part of the, probably the worst lap in colleague racing history. Um, where within one lap you had all three of their cars either wreck or have a penalty on pit road. <laughs> was that Justin Haley? What, did he hit like the, um, the turtles as they call it and then and then like nosedived into the grass or something like that yeah yep and um i think at the same time ross chance chastain missed the missed the corner or something like that or he oh yeah got spun out um and then because there was a caution coming out that uh almondinger tried to hit pit road to take advantage of it um and ended up speeding and having to face like a one lap or not speeding having like uh stuff um using a pitting outside the box and that Mm. was a one lap penalty. Oh my (laughs) gosh. He ended up having to get his, get the lucky dog at some point and work his way back up to finish fourth at the end of the race. So there's plenty of passing opportunity, um, which was pleased to see. Um, I think that's kind of the beauty of these heavy cup cars is that because of the amount of time you have to use for braking, um, or these NASCAR cars in general, it creates a lot of opportunity for guys to take a bit of a risk and outbreak guys into corners. Yeah, we we see a lot of that obviously in uh, sports car racing and F1 and you know uh, series that are predominantly on uh, on road courses. So to see it in NASCAR, you know, two three times a year only out of the thirty six races, it's it's always a a welcoming sight. It's kind of a cool game of chicken you get to see with the uh, with each, with the you know the competing drivers and whatnot, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and uh, I really was surprised how how well the brakes held up, to be honest, because uh, we did see Kyle Busch have some issues there with the was it the rear brakes was it was the brakes right isn't that what yeah, was his, season up his yeah his brakes went out yeah yeah and um, out of all people for that to happen to 
I mean, you kind of would expect it from uh, RPM because they were having mm-hmm. brake issues last year, so they didn't really have that this year. Um, but yeah, in the overall, um, it was just a different kind of racing. It wasn't it wasn't the carnage we all expected. It was just a matter of who can figure this race track out the fastest, and of course, uh, none other than Chase Elliott did, and mm-hmm. of course, uh, Denny Hamlin did. Denny Ham, yes. I was, I was, while I was watching the race, I was like, hmm. Denny Hamlin is kind of the Lewis Hamilton right now of uh, of NASCAR. He's not winning every race, but he's always there to win it. And Kevin mm-hmm. Harvick, is that they like go back and forth? Kevin Harvick's kind of the Valtteri Bottas of 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 uh, at least Daytona race, where you think he's going to have a really good day, and then he just stumbles and stumbles and stumbles and ends up having a terrible race yeah, which was think, kind of welcoming but at the same time i was like man it would have been cool to see him fight up there for the lead yeah i was i had the thought on the first lap when you know they all um so we found out afterwards that harvick hamlin uh bush and truex all kind of like talked beforehand and they had an agreed upon all right at this point we're gonna break so that we get through the first corner okay and then we'll kind of get into racing um hmm. but just kind of watching throughout the uh the first few laps, Harvick just kind of meticulously let people get highs go and drop back a little bit. I was like, I have a feeling that Harvick just wants to run this race. He's yeah, <laughs> he's not as uh, focused on winning right away. He's just like, let me just survive, and then if I'm there at the end, I'll go for it. And uh, he he wasn't there at the end, so no, not at all. <laughs> um, wasn't you know he did he had a solid top ten car until Christopher Bell wheel hopped and. Um, spun him out and he went back to the th- late 37th and never yeah. really recovered from that. But did you uh, hear his radio? Yeah. Did you hear his radio as soon as he got spun? No. He was like, who was that? Like immediately said, like asked who, you know, who hit him and he's like 95, 95 hit you. And that was like it. So you, you were mm-hmm. kind of expecting a retaliation. Uh, also props to all the drivers. Like none of the drivers hit Harvick when he spun in the, uh, which turn was that? Was that the horseshoe? Is it? Yeah, it was in the horseshoe, and he was he was like in sixth place when he got spun. So it was literally the entire field I was, around that turn. <laughs> I was watching his eyes when he got turned. And they had the in car camera, and all you know, thirty cars <laughs> are coming right at him. He's just staring, <laughs> waiting for the last car. I was like, dude, I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, but I mean, yeah. I, I really overall, like I said, I really like like the cup guys there or everyone there. I would mm-hmm. like to see it back on the caution on the on the caution on the uh, schedule. Uh, I don't know about next year, but I would like to see them do it again. It would be kind of a a random race. I have they did say they are running that track for the Bush Clash next year. Yes. Yep. So we will see um, them again on there. So that will be fun. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how much of a difference practice time would make. And I mean, some of it was clean air related, but I know at one point during the Xfinity race, they're like, the top five cars are running lap times that are six seconds faster than cars in the middle of the field. And so that's a a huge disparity. Um, I'm sure it was somewhat similar in the cup race early on, just because obviously clean track is going to be you're going to be able to hit your breaking points um, at the way you want and approach corners the way you want and things like that, where if you're trying to pass somebody, it's obviously going to be slower. Um, But I also just wonder how much practice time would have helped with drivers um, not having as much of a disparity 
between those lap times. I mean, it's a big enough track where it didn't really hurt too much, but it didn't mm-hmm. take long for the field to get spread out, which um, I think that's just road course racing in general. It really is, yeah. Um, but, sorry, go ahead. You were done. Oh, uh, I was say, but yeah, there's still opportunity for for cars to come through the field. I wish this was like the first race. I saw a few other people comment on it on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, this is the first time that I feel like NBC didn't do a good job this year of covering stuff throughout the field. Um, yeah. and that's probably just because it's their first time also dealing with this track and trying to kind of cover everything and talk about everything. There's only so much that you can cover in a broadcast. Um, but it seemed like there was a lot of focus at the front of the field where not much was going on. Um, and then you had guys like early on, Christopher Bell was really good, drove through the field. Um, later on, you had um, after one, after the stage two, I believe, or sometime after that, there's a moment where um, Truex had to pit and Byron pitted and they restarted 32nd. And by the end of, you know, the, the run, they were both in the top 10 and yeah. there wasn't any coverage of of them going through the field. And so stuff like that would have been a bit kind of cooler to follow. But I mean, when um, the checker you know, flag, stuff. when the checker flag waved, I was. I was waiting to see Bubba finish in the top 10, and I'm looking at the scoreboard, and 1 through 20, 20th, I think, I was like, well, where did he go? And I had to get on Twitter, kind of like he said, and Freddie Kraft mentioned they went to turn one on the last lap and got dumped, and never did you see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I know that you know NASCAR and NBC or Fox, they have contracts of how long they can... They can uh, televise a race before they need to switch over to something else. But I don't know if I've ever seen either one of them cut from a race so quickly like they did the, um, on Sunday. Like they immediately went to the nightly news. Like no yeah. post-race coverage. I, and I know there was a lightning delay, but it was only half an hour. And we've seen rain delays go two or three hours. I don't, it was, right. I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what that world looks like. I'm sure there's a, a good reason. I'm not going to be one of these guys that thinks, oh, this is stupid. Uh, um, Because it's not worth it. But Yeah, uh, there's there's something about the Sunday night nightly news that is just like it takes a high priority in a lot of people's lives. Um, And so there's I think networks tend to have a bit of an urgency to get to that. And so the the lightning delay didn't help things. Um, But still, there's also been plenty of times in life where they have at least interviewed the – um, the winner and then, and I, so I don't know, maybe it was because it was four miles for the driver to get all the way around the track. Yeah. You're looking at, you know, four minutes before he got back there and did his burnout and all that stuff. So maybe there was some of that going into it, but, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of shocking where I was like, Oh, the news is on already. Right. Huh. It was <laughs> okay. very strange. One thing I wanted to point out with Daytona, I've never really paid attention to this. I guess, I mean, as many Rolex 24s as, as we've watched, um, the unique thing about the Daytona road course is how you have a road course and it has all the characteristics of a road course, not, you know, not too much drafting, not too much this, that, and the other. But then at Daytona, you come out of, I guess it's turn seven that puts you back into, into the, um, oval turn one, uh, maybe it's, mm-hmm. it's like seven or eight. And then you get to draft for about a mile or so and then you go through the chicane and then you get to draft again i was like you don't you don't really have that kind of thing where you can really 
honestly put two different kinds of racing styles into one track. I don't know. It just like hit me. I was like, wow, how have I never thought about this? Because they draft, you know, they, 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 these same characteristics are applied in the Rolex 24 where they're drafting, especially in that race because they don't have that chicane right before the start finish line. Uh, I just thought it was a really cool characteristic. You don't, you don't really have too much of that. You like, you have like maybe one straight away in a regular road course. And that's about mm-hmm. all you all you get for to to have drafting. Wow! Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, dude, I got, oh, I got love it. I got I got nothing for you. He's like you're not paying attention to me. Who are you talking <laughs> to? You're talking to this big block, this big black box. Uh, so, um, so Denny Hamlin does did he lose? Did he cost himself a win because he can't handle restarts? I don't think so. I think Chase no. Elliott was going to win. Um, but it has been a, a trend, though. You pointed out that of him spinning the tires on restarts a lot recently or kind of just not being the greatest at them. Um, I don't know if it's just picking out moments in my memory, but he he doesn't seem to be towards the top of the uh, the list in best restarters sometimes. Yeah, I was talking to my brother-in-law about it last week. Because um, he's a Denny Hamlin fan, and he he was like, "Yeah, he's he's not the worst. He's not the best at the at restarts. He's kind of like one of the worst ones." And I was just like, "Why? Like, you, whoa! Like you've been you've been uh, you know, you've been in the sport for so long and just can't. Maybe it's like a pressure thing. I don't know. I'm not I'm not like ridiculing the guy. It's just it's just interesting to me. And yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a concept. It's it's something. It's something that you really have to be aware of as a as a race car driver. So I don't know. I don't really have an answer for it. I just think it's very interesting that that's one thing that he's always struggled with. Right. Um, so. Yeah. I've I've been meaning to look that up since you sent it. What his um how he ranks with David Smith on oh, restarts. Yeah. You should totally um, check so that out. I'll I'll look that up while we're discussing things, and we'll come back to that in a moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, how about I know we touched on it briefly earlier, but Kyle Busch's luck this year, where he gets to the lead and then he makes a mistake himself on lap three and or lap two and flat spots the tires um, and has to pit, goes back to like thirty something, spends forty laps getting back up to second, and then uh, immediately his brakes go out. Um, what's what's with them this year, dude? I don't know, man. It, I really, honestly, I was. I was kind of rooting for him a little bit just because I know he has experience at this racetrack and he, cause he uh, ran the Rolex 24 earlier this year. So he, he had probably most of the other guys had the most biggest advantage with this racetrack. So to see just that these little mistakes happen, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not like him. And I'm sure it's even worse now that, uh, you know, we've got three races left before the cutoff. And uh, so he's probably just pushing it a little harder, and a road course definitely will do that to you because you're trying to go through the corners maybe a touch faster, so you take more risk in entry of the corner and how you apex that corner. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, that probably I would assume that's what got the best of him with this racetrack was he just he overdrove it a little bit, and you know he just made kind of rookie esque mistakes, and that's nothing mm-hmm. against him. It's just kind of what happens but for to see something new happen with him every week that affects his race it's <laughs> we're kind of witnessing history in a little bit because it's it's not like him dude right 
Right. <laughs> Sorry. He's whining. Come here. Hey, just hang out. Just hang out right here. What do you What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, it just I don't know if it's a pit crew thing or a um or what it is exactly, but or, or I mean not pit crew, but like the team thing. If there's something not meshing with with the team, or if it's you know something deeper than that, but it's just every week it seems like there's there's just something that that they're off on so um yeah it's it's interesting kind of to see but i'm sure at some point he'll turn it around i just don't think i don't i don't think it's going to be in 2020 he'll probably win the championship but you know (laughs) (laughs) he'll pull a matt crafton from last year where he didn't win a race at all and out of nowhere wins the championship right is he Um, is where is he at in the points right now he's uh, he's still clear of it. Like, I mean, he'd have to wreck out of both, at least one or if not both of the Dover races, I think. And then, um, again, at Daytona, like he'd have to, it'd have to be the bombing of all bombing for, yeah. for them to not make the playoffs, I believe. Um, but I mean, anything can happen. So. It's true because I feel like if like let's see where he's let me see he is yeah he's tenth right now mm-hmm. no not tenth sorry yeah what are these oh these are weird the way they way NASCAR puts their uh, point system up they have one two three four f- one two three four no fifth fifth is Ryan Blaney but technically he's below Joey Logano who's mm-hmm. fit I'm very this is weird yeah yeah he, he's uh yeah. he's got yeah he's a hundred to the good so he's all right. Yeah, I don't. I don't foresee. You know, he'll probably pull out a couple top tens next weekend and clinch his spot before Daytona. Um, honestly, it may even just take one day, top ten for him to clinch yeah. um, this weekend. Would would be my guess. Um, so going back to the Denny Hamlin um, and restarts, it's what's interesting. So there's two kind of categories that David Smith keeps track of. Um, mm-hmm. The first is when you restart from the preferred groove, and the second is when you restart from the non-preferred groove. Um, and from the preferred groove, he ranks fifth um, as far as restarts. He's gained 65 positions when restarting in the preferred groove. Um, but from the non-preferred groove, he's pretty low. Um, it doesn't have number rankings, but the only drivers ranked behind him that are relevant um, would be... I went the wrong way. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I took from... It's going from worst to best instead of best to worst, and it threw me off. Um, so he currently has lost 83 positions from the non-preferred groove, on which to put that in perspective, nobody has a positive gain from the non-preferred groove with one exception, and that's Kyle Larson, who only raced in four races this year, and he was plus one. Um, but Denny's pretty far down in the non-preferred groove, but so is everybody, a lot of guys. Alex Bowman's the worst at minus four, 140 spots this year. Um, Eric Jones is next at minus 129, then Almirola, Byron, Elliott, Reddick, and then Hamlin. Um, and even so, Hamlin's got three more positions lost than Joey Lugano. So um, when you look at percentages, it's not as bad, um, where far and away the worst is Eric Almirola and um, Chris Buescher. They're the, the two worst. Um, but he's still he's not great from the non-preferred groove. So interesting. I need to, I need you, to keep tabs on this. I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best from the non-preferred groove is Kevin Harvick, um, overall by percentage wise. And then Truex and De Benedetto is surprisingly high. 
Um, I can see that. All right. Mm-hmm. On, in the non-preferred groove, dependent. Yeah, from non-preferred gro- groove, he uh, okay. only loses an average of 0.82 spots, which isn't bad. That means you're only really losing a position every on it from a non-preferred groove. That's that's not bad at all. Mm-mm. So. Very interesting. Uh, just I just found this on uh, NASCAR.com. Uh, next-gen testing to resume at Dover with Cole mm-hmm. Custer behind the wheel. That is very exciting news. For those who don't know, they uh, before COVID-19 started, they were testing the next-gen car fairly regularly. Uh, it was like, I don't know, it felt like every two or three tracks maybe. They were yeah. testing it out, and they, their last test was supposed to be at Atlanta after the Atlanta race in March, but that got scratched and they will be now doing one at Dover. And this next gen car was supposed to be released next year, but it will be released in 2022 again, or um, just like many other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, IMSA also did some, um, some IMSA guys did some next gen, um, for their prototype cars at Daytona this weekend with, uh, Felipe Nazar and Austin Sindrick. Hmm. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Action Christian the sports car team to learn architecture. Okay. So okay. So some IMSA guys just decided to test the next gen car to see what it felt like. All right. Very Good cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when that car comes. Um it'll Me be too. interesting to to see how it how it races. Um but you know Are they composite bodies? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So scraping the outside wall. Just bouncing off of it a little bit won't be as big of a issue. So it's um, kind of like playing in rookie mode on NASCAR Heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll look like the Xfinity series a bit more, where you know a guy, if you get into the wall too hard, it's you're you're still in trouble. But right. um, just getting loose and nicking it with the quarter panel, um, where nowadays you could have. I mean, a couple weeks ago you're looking at Tyler Reddick was at one of the tracks. He was up against the wall, flying through the field. Got a little loose, just nicked that right rear corner, and the rest of the day he had mid-pack speed. So mm-hmm. that that can make a big difference. Where if it just pops right out into place, you know, you just you just keep on keep on rolling. So that'll be yeah. cool to see. How are you? How are you feeling about the one lug nut thing? Are you indifferent um, about it? I can I to be completely honest, I've never been one of those guys that like watches pit road much um even when i'm at the race like it's like oh cars are pitting and i usually kind of check out so it's it's amazing what they do um but pit road hasn't been something i've followed as closely so i'm not as upset about it however um there is something cool about having you know the the chance for mistakes and i think that eliminates a little bit more of the mistakes but then it comes back to the how much do you want a driver's run ruined because, you know, something got jammed? Or, or one, lug, one lug nut, one lug was, nut l- was loose, yeah. Loose, right. So, I don't know. I'm kind of whatever about it. Um, have you changed your opinion at all on it? Or I think so. I think at first I wasn't a fan of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's more of a sights and sounds thing. Because how much does it really affect us as fans? Like, like honestly. Um and then I think about a Formula One pit stop, how it's one lug nut and the sound of their wrenches and how awesome that sounds. So for me, it's just a sound thing. Like it's a, it's an aesthetic thing. So mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm for it. I mean, 
yeah, like you said, it's it's one less thing to mess up. You know, instead of five, you have one, and it's just it's just it's a change thing. Nobody likes change. Give it, <laughs> give it a year, give it two, and it's will all be forgotten that we even, yeah. you know, complained about it or something. Um, that's what I've, that's what I've been learning lately. No one likes one little bit of change and right. it's, I'm just like, whatever, dude, like don't, and I, I think don't lose. <laughs> Go ahead. going to the, going to the choose cone kind of helps with that as well, where before it was like, oh man, you know, you can kind of, is this, is my guy going to restart in the preferred lane or lane or not? Like which row is going to be in? But now with the choose cone, it's like, well, you could come out of the pits fifth and start in the classically eighth position because you decided to, to stay on the outside yeah. behind three other guys. So the choose cone change definitely, um, I think, even makes pit stops not – not. I mean, green flag pit stops are obviously super important, um, but yellow flag pit stops – and still, you want to be able to have the best choice to choose where you want to be first, you know. But um, I think there's more strategy in it that – it's not going to kill me that pit times are maybe a little faster. Right. And um, there's fewer mistakes. Speaking of choose cone, I'm really glad it's here. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Do you think they introduced it too early? Or do you think they, like, should it, like, let me rephrase, like, do you think if they're going to introduce it this year, should they have either A, just waited till next year, or B, introduced it in the playoffs or do you think it even um, matters i think getting to it as soon as possible was the best decision okay. um i think that there was a uh yeah just the now drivers wanted it most fans seemed to want it it just seemed to make logical sense um to to do it so i was like to just do it i thought nbc did a great job covering it at michigan yes um, they did they had like a camera like fixed in that yep. spot that was a good call yeah um and so it was cool to see and you got michigan was a bit bigger too where you had you know chase elliott was in fifth position and ended up restarting on the front row you right. know there was there was some cool things that were happening so i think i think it's just one of those like logical steps of man we should have gone to this when we went to double file restarts 15 years ago or whatever <laughs> it was <laughs> um so yeah, I don't think so. You think they should have waited? Um, I didn't really think about it too much until um, I heard it on a, a different podcast where one guy was saying, like, yeah, this either should have waited or, or, or like, waited till next year or done in the playoffs. And his point was just to keep it consistent. Like, mm-hmm. if we're, like so for the first 26 races, we're going to keep it like we've normally had it forever. And then we'll introduce this come playoffs because – Things change, you know, formats change. So putting the, <clears throat> putting the choose cone then, like at the top of the playoffs, would make more sense, not just slapping it, you know, in the final third of of the regular season. And I understood his point, but, I mean, Michigan is all, like, just for example, Michigan sometimes isn't the greatest of races. Like, it, it kind of can get drawn out. So to have mm-hmm. the choose cone helped help the excitement of that racetrack. So... I'm for it. It was good. It was, it was it, there was so much pressure to NASCAR to to have it. Thank you, Austin Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, does it make a big difference? Yeah, kind of. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, you can go for you can come out of the pits fifth and end up eighth, depending on where you put your you put your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think bringing it bringing it now makes makes sense. It's like do it now or or just or just wait till the next mm-hmm. year. It's kind of where yeah. I'm at. Um, anything else to touch on NASCAR? Have we missed anything? Um, now there's one or two things we'll come back to with the play on yellow card, but um, let's Perfect. let's talk about some of the uh, unit F1. Oh been my a, gosh! A good weeks. I <laughs> man, that was such a. Did you watch any of it or see any highlights? No, all I've I've I mean Verstappen women winning last week made me happy. Oh, that um, was so good. It's my dad's driver, so he was excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was kind of the. Uh, I know, and then it's you know Lewis Hamilton won, right? <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, it's either it's either Hamilton, like the top three is usually Hamilton, Verstappen, or Bottas, or Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and just mm-hmm. and move within those three. Uh, yeah, this season's kind of turning out to be, it's going to be Hamilton's seventh championship, which is fine, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, Barcelona as a whole, I really, I love that track, and for it to be kind of a, a snooze fest like it was, was a, a real bummer. Once again, rain was on the horizon, literally, and it bypassed the racetrack. <laughs> it's like the second or third time it's happened this year, where the rain is on its way, and everyone's like, yep, it's going to be here at lap 50, or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. And that's kind of the, the one thing that can, you know, change a race or is when rain comes comes in out of nowhere it it throws your strategy out the window so i think everyone wants rain for rain's sake and because it means hamilton might not win and i think i can speak for the (laughs) commentators when that happens um but i i don't really get mad when he wins because i like hamilton as a human Mm -hmm. so it's just like all right whatever yeah Uh, I mean, and, it's it's cool because how many is he away from the record now? Three wins, something like that. Yeah, it's close. Away. So yeah. I mean, he's gonna get it this year. Oh, easy. So, so that's kind of a, a cool historic thing to to keep track of. Yeah, totally. I mean, you do you, as they say for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just super good. Um, and uh, Sergio Perez was back on track today or this past weekend after testing positive for COVID nineteen. So he had to miss both Silverstone races, and that's where Nico Hulkenberg um, piloted his car for those two weeks. I really hope that was a good uh, what do you call it? audition for Nico. I, I love Nico. I think he's a fantastic driver. So I really hope that he ends up somewhere next year. I'm not sure where because uh, spots are filling up. I'm not sure where he'd go unless Kimi Raikkonen wants to randomly retire. He could go there. But I don't think that's happening because right. I'm pretty sure he re-signed. <clears throat> but Paris had a good day. Racing Point, they're up there, um, as everyone accuses them of. Their uh, their car is basically last year's Mercedes, so that's why they're able to run so well. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just kind of laugh at that whole thing. I mean, if if it is last year's Mercedes car, hey, props to them for for just taking advantage. And I think that's why other teams like Renault are so mad at at uh racing point for being a quote-unquote mercedes car because mercedes or um racing point took advantage and renault didn't and so they're just kind of me 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 it's i want to do that too (laughs) and they just they just missed out on a on a good opportunity to capitalize on on the design of their car right right um, yeah 
that's kind of all I have on Formula One. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just a eh weekend. But the other open wheel racing IndyCar, Marco Andretti got the pole for the five hundred. Awesome for him. I'm. I think all of us are excited for him. He beat mm-hmm. Scott. He beat out Scott Dixon. Uh, but your top three are Marco Andretti, Scott Dixon, and Takuma Sato. And uh, VK got fourth. Go ahead, dude. Mm-hmm. As a he's a rookie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And James Hinchcliffe coming in sixth, so he'll be on road two. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, uh, when the IndyCar guys take the green flag for the 500, they go three wide. And it sounds terrifying. <laughs> it does because that's so. Uh, that is not a a. It is a one lane racetrack on the uh, in the turns. These um, guys the spread out, and they spread out so fast. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, let's take three. Let's go three wide into a corner, a ninety degree corner that can fit barely <laughs> two cars wide. Yeah, that sounds like right. a good, real good idea. <laughs> and for yes. those who never found out, uh, Indy five hundred will not have fans. We may have talked about this. I'm not sure if we did or not. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. It's such a bummer that they're announced. not having fans, especially that place holds what three hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's it's far and away the biggest sporting event of the year every year. I think the record's like three hundred thirty thousand people at it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in America, but I think it might be worldwide even. Um, uh, uh, Nate Ryan took a photo of the infield on uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Of uh, like it was just before qualifying I was getting ready to start, and where he was like at the he was uh, looking up at the pagoda, and you can just see kind of the area at the bottom where usually thousands of fans are congregating, and it's just empty, silent. Mm-hmm. It was very surreal looking, and I'm I don't want to say I like I'm, I'm tired of seeing those pictures because I think it just bums me out. <laughs> right. I'm like wow, that's so surreal, but now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of the guys have commented on how awkward it is, weird it is, kind of sad it is that you know mm-hmm. you're usually being mobbed by fans. Um, yeah, any five hundred, any five hundred is far and away the largest. Uh, it's has a seating capacity of two hundred fifty-seven thousand, and it has a highest attendance of three hundred fifty thousand. Good <laughs> so, night. <laughs> um, which I know there's so much going on in the infield and camping and stuff like that. It was even cool to see the video when Marco. Um, finishes his lap t- to win the pole. You got tons of fans that are lined up on the road outside of the speedway. They couldn't come in, but they still went to the track for qualifying. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a video of everybody celebrating because uh, Marco is just such a um, beloved guy within the garage, um, which is cool to see. I- I've always wished he had a bit more success than he's had in IndyCar. Um, yeah. And I know it's been a tough couple years for him. Usually he's round mid to back of the pack but so who knows maybe this will be the year um would love to see marco uh do very well um with this race andretti motorsports as a whole was fast this whole whole week um so but i know there's also a difference between qualifying speed and race speed so we'll see how that translates yeah and uh, scott dixon actually wrecked in practice shortly after qualifying so I'm assuming that's going to put him at the back of the field. I'm not sure how IndyCar handles that stuff. Right. I assume that's and what they do. That's what I would assume too, but I don't know. And the Indy 500 in and of itself a different animal, so they might even have slightly different rules with that. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, Cole Pern, 
you know, ex NASCAR <laughs> crew chief for Martin Truex Jr. will be one of the engineers for the number twenty Ed Carpenter car. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So random. What a random phone call. Hey, I know you've been in Canada for a while. I want to come down here and engineer an IndyCar? Dude, if he ends up doing career stuff with IndyCar, game changer. For real. He's a he's a smart guy. He really smart. Much. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. So keep track of Connor Daly um, in the Indy 500 if you're a Cole Pern fan. Um, or if you don't know who we're talking about, keep That's an fine. eye on the 20 car. <laughs> keep an eye on the 20 car. <laughs> it, start, it starts 16th, but he might be up there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, plus, Connor mm. Daly's a fun dude too. He's a he's a cool guy. So he's, he's a young guy too. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, any other motorsport you want to touch on? Um, now nah, I mean we'll touch on some of it and uh, play on yellow card, red card. So you want to go into that? Let's do it. Let's Aber could do it. All right. Hmm. Let's see. Of course, <laughs> stole that from our old, old RA, uh, Jason Cheese Jail. Oh man, <laughs> with the uh, Rory Tire Band. Back oh my in gosh, the day. <laughs> haven't heard that name in a long time. Right. Um, anyway, play on yellow card, red card. Um, so I'm gonna give some statements that either are my own personal statements or statements I heard people made or statements from Twitter or things I made up, and Nick will say if he agrees with it, play on. Um, if he has some partial agreement with it or has a caveat, he'll say yellow card. And if he disagrees, red card. Um, so statement one, number one, going back to the Daytona road course, cup Xfinity and truck should run a joint race at the Daytona road course in the future. Whoa. (laughs) Play on. You mean like IMSA style where the slower guys are kind of usually like in the back sort of bit, like a GT versus like a DP? Series? Yep. Similar yes. to that. Let's do that. That sounds so cool. I yeah. thought about this. Yes. Yeah. Even I'd love to see him try it. Even if it's like the all or not the all star race or yeah all star race or the the clash at the beginning of the year and you just kind of like make it the the bud shootout clash whatever for Cup Xfinity and trucks and just put you know the top fifteen guy or the playoff guys for each series on the race track together and have a race and see what happens. I'd yes. Love that. I'm for that. Um, second one, NASCAR released a new starting lineup procedure um, involving fastest lap, owner points, and finishing position from previous race. Uh, so NASCAR's starting lineup procedure is too confusing and should they should go with the easier-to-understand procedure. Um, at first, I would have said, uh, yeah. I guess I would say play on originally, but now I'm like yellow card because uh, Freddie Kraft explained this, and it's it's pretty simple math. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't too. Once he explained it, I was like, oh, that makes complete sense, and not that hard to figure out. But yeah, now I'm thinking about it in real time. Yeah, we need something easier. <laughs> I don't I don't even yeah. know what that looks like, but. Uh, to me, it would be cool if we just in either like maybe like invert the the field, or like maybe half the field from every race. So like last week, so Chase Elliott won at Daytona, so he'll start. I'll throw a number out. Like he'll start twentieth, and the guy who started twentieth will start first. I don't know. That might be easier. 
maybe easier than said than done, like most things. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Red. <laughs> I guess red card. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it, I, but it, it is confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, would um, NASCAR instead of having the Daytona road course in the future should go with a traditional road course that we don't usually go to. Play on. Yeah, let's go yeah. like to, let's go somewhere else. I mean, I I really liked Daytona road course, but Bob Cockris, I read an article from him yesterday. He kind of touched on it. Like that track is that's for IMSA and that's for the Rolex 24, and that's what kind of makes it so special because it's the only time you see it. And as much as I love NASCAR and them on road courses, especially uh, an infield road course, uh, they belong on the oval as a as a whole. As much as I, like I said, I like seeing them on there, but it's kind of it's for the Rolex. It's not really for them. So I would have liked to have seen um, NASCAR had hit up Road Atlanta. That would have been really mm. cool. Oh, that's yeah. a great racetrack. Road Atlanta, Road America. You know. Yeah, switch it up. It, it could have, they they wanted to be in the southeast, and it, I mean Atlanta would have been perfect, or like the mm-hmm. Red Atlanta would have been perfect. Yeah. All right, I'm switching over to stick and ball sports. Um, the NHL playoffs. This was what one uh, commentator said: NHL playoffs should come with up with a system to limit long games following the five overtime classic between Columbus and uh, or, and Tampa Bay. Yeah, play on. I, I I agree with that. It's maybe put a cap at three, two or three, and then as much as we all hate shootout, like we have a love hate for shootouts, it needs to like kind of take on a soccer tournament style where they'll play extra time, and after 120 minutes, it's like all right, we got to do a shootout. Otherwise, this game could go on forever. And it's not just like the game is is long. It's it's really grueling on these players. Like they're they're fit to play for hockey. They're they're fit to play 60, 60 to seventy minutes a night. You know each night. So to ask them to play what two and a half games yeah. <laughs> in a night that's that's kind of dangerous from from a, from a physical standpoint. I uh, I strongly disagree with that. I think they okay. just, the system is perfect, and they should have done the way it was. Um, <laughs> All right. Even like Seth Fair Jones enough. skated sixty five minutes in that game, and the next day on the interview, he's like, "Ah, I'm fine." <laughs> really? <laughs> they're in such good shape now. Yeah. I mean, right. some guys were having some like cramping and stuff like that at, at one point, but they're like, so there's just anything short of that would just feel a bit cheap. Although, I mean, the um, Olympics has a five minute overtime and then shootout, and it works great. But I don't know. There's just something. There's something special about those going into a game. It's kind of similar to baseball and knowing this game could go 17 innings or this game could That's go true. four or five overtimes. It's kind of cool. Um, finally, the Phoenix Suns went 8-0 and inside the bubble and still failed to make the NBA playoffs. What? Yes. Oh, red card. That sucks. <laughs> oh, man, alive. Yeah. Because uh, basically, you continued, you took your record into the the uh, bubble, and um, they were phenomenal. One eight zero, and ended up tied for ninth. But because of regular season uh, wins um, 
or I guess tiebreaker. They ended up losing the tiebreaker, and so it ended up being Portland versus uh, Minnesota, I believe, or any Memphis, one of those teams. Either way, they they just missed it by basically a tiebreaker, um, and mm. that's jacked up. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> Get invited sucks, to the man. bubble, go undefeated, and uh, and not even get a chance at playing in the actual playoffs. Poor Quite guys. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's our uh, play on yellow card, red card segment for this week. Um, Very good. Yeah. We'll quickly that's... touch on some soccer and some uh, some hockey. Uh, I mean, I really don't have much. I kind of I keep forgetting the Champions League is even happening, and I think other people share that <laughs> with me. Yeah, we were. We were talking the other day. Um, we were both like, we just assumed that when they said the league got the season got canceled, that it 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 got canceled. So the fact that um, they were they were just really postponing it took us both as surprise. I think a little bit. Um, so they're down right. to the final eight teams, right? Is the quarterfinals? Are they? Uh, yeah, there's still two legs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, City went down to Leon three to one. So I was like, well, all right, freaking French team. I see you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much on it. All right, the title of our podcast is kind of falling short right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think we're just kind of waiting. We got less than a month before the Premier League starts back up. So I think I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and that's kind of where I think most of the, the excitement is, um, you know, for for everything and there's there's other stuff you know obviously once next year begins you'll have the the excitement of world cup qualifying beginning and all this other stuff so a lot of fun soccer stuff coming around the corner um we've just there's so much going on in the sports world and we've both were on vacation last week and stuff like that so yes slightly behind um on everything really except hockey was the one thing i managed to, to keep keep up with um where uh it's been it's been pretty fun um, it's been a good time, although uh, some of the reports are starting to come out of players starting to be a bit more frank of saying, you know, this just it's great, but it doesn't feel like the playoffs. Um, Tuka Rask came out and he was like, you know, it feels like exhibition games where typically, you know, the momentum kind of builds as you score goals or whatever. You either get the crowd on your side if you're the home team or against you if you're the road team and there's kind of all this energy to build off of. And he's like, now nah, it just kind of feels like an exhibition game. Like sure. One team's skating well for a while, but then it just turns around and goes the other way. Um, and that was kind of the first comment on that. And I think a few other players have um, kind of alluded to that. Not so much. I mean, NHL players kind of are, the joke is that every NHL player gives the same exact interview. Um, <laughs> but, but you're starting to see, I think some, less enthusiasm from a a few of the guys um, that are leading to just the realities of the situation. Tuka Rask even was like, "Uh, I'm not my kind of was, you know, I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. I love my team, but there's more important things and I'd rather be with my family right now. And he, so he, he went home, um, which surprisingly hasn't hurt the Bruins as they're up three, one against the hurricanes. Um, But that's, that's just kind of been interesting to, keep track of yeah it's 
it's definitely it's exciting for us as fans because we get to watch it and you know what are the chances of actually being able to go to a a playoff game when fans are allowed so watching it for us has been very exciting so i can understand how it's completely different for them because like you see on tv when they score you hear the players celebrating but you don't get to hear the incredible roar from the crowd um so yeah i can see how that could be completely different and just awkward (laughs) for for them on ice Mm -hmm. um but i mean it hasn't the excitement hasn't fallen short for us as fans I mean, Mm-mm. like last night, Carolina was up two to nothing, and all of a sudden Boston came back and won four to three. Yeah, yeah. I was I was watching it. We were at, had a birthday party celebration last night, and I looked up, and Lulu was like, "Hey, look, uh, who is Car?" I was like, "That'd be the Carolina Hurricanes." She goes, "Whoa, North Carolina has a hockey team." I was like, "Tennessee <laughs> has a hockey team." I think it's weirder that we have a hockey team and the Carolina we has even, a hockey team. We even drove past the arena the other day. I know. <laughs> yeah, we po- we even pointed that out. She, I'm sure, like went completely over her head. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but but um, yeah, amazing in this incredibly humid climate. We have a hockey team, right. uh, and Colorado beat Phoenix or sorry Arizona seven to one. So that's mm-hmm. fun. So these are best of seven games. Yeah, like, they've that's moved great. back yeah. to to that. Yep, and so it's uh, and it's it's. For the most part, it's things are tracking kind of as expected um, where you got um, Vegas and Philadelphia have both been excellent. Um, They're kind of the two favorites. In fact, Money Puck, um, which is a hockey analytics website, I think I've mentioned it multiple times before and will multiple times again. But they uh, they have the Vegas odds at or they're not the Vegas odds, but. the team Vegas, their odds at winning the Stanley Cup at around 25%, which is insanely high um, and just points to how good of a team they are and how good they're playing. Um, And I think Philadelphia is second and Colorado. Philadelphia and Colorado are both also playing excellently. Um, Tampa Bay is good. So there's there's still a lot of good teams. Um, A lot of things could go either way. It still wouldn't surprise me to see the, the Hurricanes roll off three straight wins because they have that high quality of a team. Um, so the biggest surprises to me have been, um, or really the only big surprise for me personally has been how good Vancouver has been. St. Louis yeah. had the series yesterday, but um, the Canucks, they've been drafting really well for the last few years and it's finally all coming together. So um, lots of good hockey to follow. Um, but when you see a Canadian team up there, <laughs> right. You know? For real. The, uh, <laughs> The Canadians are are still in it thanks to Carey Price, but I don't <clears> see them as a realistic shot to to win the Stanley Cup. But Vancouver and Calgary yeah. are both good teams that could go the distance um, or go pretty far in this tournament. So I've been impressed with both of them. Yeah, I'd go for Calgary. They're playing Dallas right now. Yeah, I'll take Calgary yeah. over Dallas for sure. And the Islanders are up on Washington, three games to zero. Yeah, Islanders. Are they're such a good defensive team? Like they have um, Barry Trotz as the coach, and he just he's a great defensive-minded coach. And then you have the when the team buys in, it's just it's hard to beat um, when they they play as well as they're playing. I still don't have them quite as a uh, um, Stanley Cup. I don't see them winning at all, just because they. 
but they could. They're really an excellent team. Um, yeah. But yeah, even the Athletics odds right now has the Bruins as their Stanley Cup favorites, followed by Vegas and Tampa. And I was going to say, Vegas is right there. Yeah. yeah. So Vegas finally lost the game the other night. They, they really did. shouldn't have. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, wow, Vegas lost one. Which was <laughs> Wow, you're human. You're human in this playoffs. <laughs> How wonderful. Yeah, I like yeah. to see Tampa Bay get up there. Uh, they're a mm-hmm. terrifying team to play against. Like oh, when they yeah. play the Preds, I'm like, all right, we're probably gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> Just pure offensive firepower. That exactly is, is insane. Um, they're so, so fast. Yeah. So all of those series, are, so you got the two series that are tied at two, um, which will be cool, to, fun to follow. And then you got um, Philadelphia and Montreal to keep your eye on as well with their game four coming up today, I believe, at three. Um, they're mm-hmm. the first one. So if uh, if the Canadians, they keep sticking around. So if they can pull out a win, um, that series could be interesting. But I'm, I'm ex- not expecting that. But that's the beauty of the playoffs is a goalie can be phenomenal. and Change the whole thing. Take over. Change the whole thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's kind of hockey. I realize that how hard it is to keep up with all these sports. But, I mean... Mm-hmm. We're doing a pretty good job, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we, we pick our favorites and Yep. Yeah, that's kinda all I have for that. Anything you want to rant and ramble about? Um not particularly. I know you got a bit more, so you go ahead with uh with yours and I'll uh maybe add some commentary to that. But um I just Do I have I'm one? Excited. Do you? I don't think oh um, maybe it wasn't a rant. Maybe it was just Oh, a, I accidentally had notes from last week last episodes on there so oh that, that explains it yes yeah that's what that was yeah, that i was like mm, whoops i didn't mean to send that <laughs> um <laughs> but, uh, yeah i don't really have uh i'll just say this people have have friends in different cities it pays off well case in point <laughs> lulu and i were uh coming home from the beach and we had to fly out of raleigh and uh my brother-in-law was taking us to the airport but we would have gotten to the airport four hours four no almost five hours before our flight so I, the day before, I texted Josh and said, hey, are you home? Would you like to get lunch and take us to the airport? <laughs> and sure <laughs> enough, he did. And we got to check out Raleigh. And unfortunately, a lot of things weren't open uh, for us to go to the free museum and stuff like that, just with everything going on. But alas, we got to have just a really fun, chill day walking around Raleigh before flying out. So have friends and keep in touch with people. <laughs> That's all absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, enjoy an upcoming weekend of sports. Um, NASCAR's got a. Uh, is it New Hampshire this weekend? No, Dover twice. Or that was last. That was a couple weeks ago, right? Okay, so yes. those were the old notes. I was like, I thought it was Dover, but it's New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm <just> so confused. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, it's two weeks. Dover these next two races, and then Daytona the following right week to decide the playoffs so keep an eye on that um quite the bubble battle as byron keeps holding on to that lead which makes me happy um and hockey's getting intense nba playoffs are about or have begun now and uh so yeah lots of fun sports stuff football's right around the corner yeah uh, indy 500s this weekend yep yep so enjoy Uh, people yeah have a lovely time and we will See you guys next. See, we'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Have a good one. Cool. Later. Bye.